Hi and welcome back to the 417 Podcast. I am Aaron. I'm Joshua. And this week, we're obviously just going to begin by talking about Music Monday. Um, oh yeah. yeah. As per usual now. Um, this week we selected On My Mind, Snow Allegra, as, what word would you use? As nominated? Yeah, it was a nominated. As nominated as by nominated. Essay. Yeah. Is it sweaty essay? Sweaty. I don't know. Like, I don't get it. Swatty, sweaty. Sweetie. Sweetie. <laughs> yeah. But essay. Yeah. yeah, but essay. Um, yeah. Do you want to get into the breakdown of what you thought about the song? Why we selected it this week? Um, I think the selection made sense because she is a good artist. I feel like maybe I just jump back and forth with my opinions and stuff and the things I say. But um, Snow Allegra, she's R&B. No, I'm saying. Um, she is though. No, no, no. Because last, remember last time I said um, her is R and B. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nah. No, I like, oh yeah, yeah. I get what you mean. No, but Snow Allegra is. Um, she would be R and B if her wasn't R and B. Like the definition of what R and B is. Well, are you only saying that because she's not black? That's interesting. I don't know. We got to think about it. Like, would you say that Central C is drill? Nah, I couldn't even say that. Nah. I would not it say that. It was a straight face. But like, you know what I mean? He's the face of what drill is. Drill or tr- whatever. Try Going and, forward, yeah. But he's um he's a white man, isn't he? Or Asian, I don't yeah. know what he is. But, he's Asian. Um, find it interesting. I don't know. The hold or the um place we put on our art. And how much we see it as our I think Central C even won a MOBO, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, I was they like, give MOBOs out. Yeah, so. and I was like, oh, that's interesting. It's like, oh, like, mm. I'm not I'm not saying that it wasn't deserved because I think he deserved that, especially the best newcomer. I don't think that was a debate, but for the art he put out, but he's also, but his origin, I guess. So. Yeah, musical black origin. Yeah, so it's, but um, yeah, I think that's an interesting concept in itself. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, because with the idea of musical black origin, I mean, where do we really begin? Um, maybe this isn't something we discuss publicly. I wanted to ask... Why, why are you, is, sh- why are you four, shy? I'm, I'm not shy. <laughs> 417 podcast, is that... 417 playlist, I've, in my mind, it's about uplifting black music. Is that music of black origin? Or is it just music that we enjoy? Does it have to? Let's does it not have real. to be I don't, black? I don't ever see dubstep getting on there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, what if yeah, I, I actually, to be fair, what about if it was like um Avicii? What about if it was like um some garage, um UK garage? That's there's got black people in it doing that. Like I guess black music isn't just confined to I don't know R and B, hip hop, the typical. No, parts. of course not. But then, like even that Mario Judah guy. I don't know. Is he does he does he do rock? I can't tell you. I know who that is. Okay, there's some guy, but he does like rock or something, right? But then again, that's that's his music of black origin, rock and roll. Chuck Berry invented rock and roll. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So it's like, but obviously it's kind of seen as interesting. So if we're saying okay, so that kind of goes links back to what we were saying about the snow and the central sea thing. It's like. And even um, the J. Cole line is like, watch Iggy win a Grammy as I, I try to crack a smile. smile. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we create the sound often. Um, but white people snatch the sound. Yeah. Yeah. 
I like um that's a J- like that's say? a J Cole reference if you didn't know. Yeah, it's not um an original feeling. <laughs> uh, what's it called? Um, I like Snow Allegra. With all that said, I like her music. I feel like it. It's probably a very bad musical opinion. I um, probably shouldn't say it. I feel like it verges on Neo Soul. Or at least I know why whatever Neo Soul would be today. I know why you think that. Yeah. Because I'm of the opinion that Neo Soul and what it was, it's old incarnation. And that's completely finished. Like, but would, would you say that's more in the production of her music than her voice or her voice as well? Um, It's both. I think it's both. Mm. Um, It's that kind of slowed because R&B can be a bit more encompassing I feel like that's why I could say her is more R&B or more like representative of R&B than like for example Focus by her it was what she called it again Snow Legger I didn't see Snow putting out Focus right Um, I don't know if you know Cleo saw She's like, she's really good. Um, I would say that's again, that kind of new incarnation of Neo Soul again. It's just that um, it's more of a mellow vibe, and that's how I felt about on my mind. Mm. Um, you said you didn't like it. I like James Fontaine. I don't like. Oh wait, yeah. I, I like his contribution. No, I just feel like it's not as good as his contribution on. I don't know, like a girl's of Beyonce. Like that is singing, singing. And then this is more like, I don't know, I just feel like he lost his voice a bit here. We didn't use it to, to in the way I would have liked it to be used. But um, no, no like discredit on his art, because I definitely think he can sing. But I feel like at the end of the day, what he brought to the song, I feel like anybody could have really done. And I feel like he could have put his unique spin on it, mm. which could have been a bit clearer, a bit smoother. Yeah. But I like Snow's bit. Um, do you want to finish up because I'm going to say speak about the lyrics so you, do you want to carry on about the oh, no, you go you go okay yeah so with the lyrics I thought this was interesting this was probably so it's like yeah it's talking mainly about oh you know I miss you not afraid to admit it um, maybe I'm hoping times are different um, on my mind can't get it off my mind um, I know I'm out but somehow I'm still in it what else is it? Oh yeah, I was gonna hit you, but I'm glad I ain't sent it because I because now I hear you talking shit about how we ended. Cool. So yeah, the lyrics in the song really, I think I said this about some other track as well. I think I said it about "Wait for Me" or something like that. WFM. But I'll have to say it again, great representation of modern day relations, relationships, and situationships, and even to bring like a like a religious religious aspect into it. I kind of feel like songs like this make me and also my own experiences to be honest make me understand why certain things are you know like sometimes when you're like studying like religion or the bible specifically and you see like oh like why is it say like why there's so many rules like you can't do this for example the big ones no sex for marriage no this no that no relation you know like you like relationship is kind of like understood in the realms of man and wife especially in the bible there's not, mm-hmm. not much yeah. talk about girlfriend, boyfriend talk or situationships in the Bible, do you know what <laughs> I mean? But um, the song and my experiences make me understand a bit more about like, no, like, I should understand why 
certain things are reserved for certain places. Um, yeah, I'm so, gonna fight you by the way on that. Certain, um, so, okay, cool. There but are like, definitely like entanglements in the Bible. Not, not, posi- not positive ones. Yeah, but they're not. I don't think there are positive entanglements in our life. No, but I'm saying like it doesn't. The like you know like I'm not saying it's more, okay cool like David Delilah like Samson and Delilah I'm not saying that these things didn't exist I'm just saying that the um I'm saying more of the the way we were meant to have relations you know what I mean just because man walks out of what God purposes for our no lives, yeah though. yeah no, I'm saying yeah no, the way it's the way it's meant to be it helped me understand okay like no God's God knows better than any of us here so why he said you shouldn't be doing this or you shouldn't be doing you should be doing this in this kind of realm I kind of understand it a bit more through my own experiences yeah through my own experiences and through um this song as well because at the end of the day the song kind of reminds me of that feeling of you're pouring how much we kind of pour ourselves into other people that we know aren't right for us or that are always like are kind of short term as opposed to long term and we pour physical like our physical being and our emotions into someone and because you pour so much into that, instead of, I don't know, an actual marriage or an actual, like, the confinements of what it's meant to be in, um, whether it's, like, physical relations or emotions, these things create, like, an attachment. An attachment that you can't really, it's fine, you find it hard to break. Um, it's an attachment that almost you have to realise. It's because you built a bond so strong with someone that was never meant for this kind of it was never it was never gonna be last inside what it was like in a situationship or that idea of a relationship that you're going through. And that's I think what a lot of people are kind of struggling with now is like everybody has that situationship or that link or you know what I mean it's like, oh like you kind of reminisce not reminisce not everybody reminisces positively, but it's like sometimes people have that oh like I want this person back or I wish I could ha- um share those times with and you can see you know, I mean, I'm a big supporter of Drake. <laughs> okay. So, like, um, so, like, furthest thing, you know what I mean? Like, lyrics, like, girl, don't treat me like a stranger. Girl, you know, you see, um, I've seen you naked. Or, I um, what's it, what other lyrics was it? Like, I have, I have, um, oh, what is it? I don't think I'm conscious of making monsters out of the women I sponsor till it all goes bad. Or, um, I group DM my exes. I tell them they belong to me and that goes on forever. What else have you got, man? He's got he's got too many in the bag. I think um, <laughs> if we're going to open up like, what this is, I do think there's a problem with like, like they always say that stuff about, oh, do you remember when like R&B especially used to be about this? Like, like sometimes it's just like you roll your eyes, but often when you think about it, it used to be beautiful, man. Really? Have you listened to Lisa Vandross? Like? Yeah, but that's 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 also a stage in R&B that it cut off around, kind of around this time because it was a bit, it, be, it became toxic. Like, I feel like the toxicity... That was toxic. No, Drake is toxic, like 100%, but the toxic part of like R&B came around like that 90s time. It's just like the music just got a bit, a bit more toxic. A bit more toxic. I don't want to even go as far as to... Um, sorry, I'm just gonna break this off here as well. We're done talking about this song. Are you okay with that? <laughs> um, this song, um, yeah, great song choice for the times of what it is of relations and situationships. Great understanding of that. 
great understanding of always wanting to pour yourself, uh, feeling that attachment because you've put so much into someone and so much time and you feel like that's a chapter in your life that you can never, we find it hard to close chapters these days. Um, definitely like walking away from things that aren't good for us or aren't really going to go anywhere. Find it hard. Um, and sometimes you, it's not even negative. Like sometimes you've genuinely just enjoyed your experience with someone. But just have to leave that at, at what it is and just walk away from that, which a lot of us find that hard to do. Um, but yeah, definitely good song choice, um, SA. We um, appreciate your, well, nominating yourself. Thank you. And you got selected, so well done. Um, but yeah, Karen. Um, my question, which I feel will feed into what we're talking about today, um, the question we'll be tackling today. Do you think the music... Is reflecting the times and the people? Or do you think the people are influencing? Yeah. We've had this conversation. And um I want you to clear up what okay. you think kind of So thing. specifically we've had this conversation about Especially in this context. We we've the wider conversation we've had does art imitate um life or does life imitate art kind of thing. Um however let's be more specific because I thought that's a conversation we could have years down the line yeah. where um, more, more a, a wider audience is here but um <laughs> but and the, and the great artists are sat around yeah um but we can talk about music specifically quickly it's um, not even just music especially when we're talking about this kind of toxic okay cool lyricism you have to understand music is a great form of communication but it's it's a bit more than that you communicate an artist or a record label will communicate a person or an idea of a person and that person is obviously the artist that they are manufacturing that others would want to buy into brent fires has a song on um on um what's it called fuck the world i think which which song is it but in on the song i'll let you know on the <laughs> on the song he says um he says uh, he has like an over-addictive personality. Oh, uh, that's uh, at the end of, uh, <laughs> of rehab. Rehab, yeah. And like, you see like sex, alcohol, or like sex, drugs, whatever. He says, mm. like, and he says quite clearly, he says, like the people that get it, get it. And if you don't, then you just don't, you're not about that life basically. Yeah. I'm so sorry. If you can't, that is it's genius marketing. Because if you, you're not actually about that life, and it doesn't sound cool to not be able, not be about that life. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's the marketing is so good because when you say that, you allow others to believe. Oh no, like I want to be like. For example, when you see, um, when you want to see, like, oh, I want to see myself. Sorry, in the it's overindulgence. He said. Yeah, overindul overindulgence is like he said, but obviously it's Brent. It's this artist that seems edgy. All the girls like him. Um, all the a certain type of person likes him. You know what I mean? There's a certain type of fan that likes him. He's like, oh, and obviously Brent was quite niche. Um, he was a bit more niche when that first dropped, but obviously he blew up, I think, from that album more so um, than Son to Son. But um, Brent was a bit more niche and people like to be niche. So him doing that and marketing that and um, communicating that to his audience and to a fan base made more people be like, oh, yeah, like I buy into that. I buy into that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that creates that toxicity of a, you know, the mindset that ha that like, tries to live out. I want to be that character. I want to be who Brent Fires is saying he is, 
on on a song. Like, oh no, I get it. I'm one of the people that get it. I'm not I'm not a loser, I'm not I'm not a nerd, I'm not this person. I get it. You know what I mean? I'm I live that life that Brent Brent let's be real, he's talking about smashing um superstars when he was nineteen. Like yeah. they're not doing that. So like but everybody wants to buy into something that they can Everyone's singing at the top of their voice like 25 and it's the same thing with a city girl um, with a city girl song half of these girls do not have more than rich nigga do not have more than half of these girls have never seen a Birkin yeah. in their life do you know what I mean and they're talking they're six rapping like that's my time yeah six yeah you I know what I mean all that not. exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so like oh the yeah the sweet I see um, I said rich nigga is it I think she even says eight figure on the song as well. But you'll be seeing people screaming it at the top. Do you even know eight figures? Like, <laughs> yeah, you'll be screaming it. You'll be screaming it at the top of your long your lungs because what is something you want to buy into? Um, that's the that's the thing about I would say even I don't even know if even sometimes people listen to um, that's the thing about music. It's all about buying into an idea that the artist is communicating. And this is why I'm happy you've come here, and also that you mentioned Brent. I feel like with, and I think I spoke about this the other day, um, I said about the artist and the artist being a really important person in society and the role that they do, the role that they fulfill in terms of expressing the people, but then also taking them further. Um, I mentioned the Toni Morrison quote of when artists go to work and then the other quote, uh, it's bad, I forget his name. He's a poet, I think it's Skarsgård, I can't remember. And he says that thing about um, a perk going away and crying and doing certain work because he was talking about Summer Walker mm. to then express how the people should feel. So um, you mentioned Brent and Sonderson mm. and I'm listening to that and I'm like, yeah, this guy's expressing how I feel. Do you know what I mean? Um, he's expressing lots of things I can tap into. Now that he's done that and I think every artist does it, the artist then has the power to tell you how you should feel. Mm. Um, one thing I keep on talking to my brother about, he keeps on rinsing so far gone mm. because of how relatable that Drake is. Mm. Drake and Views is not relatable, but he's already created that anchor of relatability with you. Nah, to I, then I say, to some Drake Views. No, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like generally, um, where it's now a projection. It's now like, because I've told you I've, I've related to how you feel. You will now relate to how I tell you you should feel. That's just personally how I feel about a lot of music. So like Brent drops Sonderson and he's expressing a lot of how I feel. Um, I even think a song like Clouded, In Places, Been Away, In Places, will reflect how I feel in my current time. But um, I feel like that um, Been Away is a great representation of reflecting how people want to feel. Exactly. But... um. More about actually how they feel. Right. So, no, exactly. No, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, I yeah. said for myself personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like... Because like people... Just just to like kind of give them the idea of the song and what I mean by that is a lot of people will say, okay, well, in the lyrics like, I know I've been away. I'm just trying to get my... Like, a paper, get my paper straight. For a lot of people aren't doing niche or doing nothing. <laughs> doing nothing. Yeah. Just doing nothing. And you know what I mean? But it's a lovely song to sing. It's like, you're about that. You're about that action you got a girl at home do you know what I mean that's like waiting for you and you're like what's, he, what's, what's the lyrics he says um, um, this 
It's the penthouse view, view. Ain't, ain't as beautiful as you. Yeah. You know, it sounds all nice, but none of you are living in a penthouse. <laughs> Let's be real. You do not know that penthouse view. No, no. no. Yeah. So obviously, it's um, it's buying into a character. Um, even, even let's be real. You see it with Drake a lot. My uh, one of my favorite artist, my favorite artist. Let's be real. Like people singing way too sexy stuff like that. Um, people speaking about like I even rap. Okay. not too sexy for that club. <laughs> I, I'll be even be rapping about um Jay Z love all. Of course, like um the, um, the Jay Z love all track. Of course, I believe in certain the lyrics, some of the lyrics, but like. I'll be screaming from the top of my lungs. I got a billion or two. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. Like, I, I don't have a billion, <laughs> but I'll be yeah. believing it. Like, I feel like uh, music allows you. It taps into an idea of your ego, or taps into an idea of your soul, an image of what you want to be. Kind of thing. That's why. That's why. That's why I even think. Yeah, it's like that. Ta- it taps into an idea of who you want to be and the image, and the person that you really want to be. That's why people say music is some of the biggest inspiration in the world. Um, but because yeah. the artists will tell you how to feel yeah right so that's what takes us on to this next question bit as well um, especially when as pertains to that question of expression how we've expressed ourselves because it's something we were going to talk about before and then I wanted to be careful about how we addressed it but this idea of expression um, the kind of people we were told to be how do I put it? Cool. So there is um that projection of image and identity onto us. Um essentially, which is based on you fear what you don't know. So for us as black people, black men especially, um, we're feared or were feared, especially based on certain ideas, notions that were pushed about us, and then simply because we were different cool i personally believe a lot of the the choices and the avenues of expression especially in music in hip-hop music comes from that place of how we've been made to feel we are to be feared cool so with that being the case and then people kind of adopting that that kind of bravado that kind of, yeah, threatening kind of energy. Like, yeah, I will become that. Um, a great read is Eldridge Cleaver, Solar Nice. You know, a, kind of delves into why a black man will be like, nah, I'm going to take this image and essentially manifest all of your fears and I'll be the, the black man you want to fear. Mm. Um, cool. So you've seen a lot of music, a lot of hip-hop music, this idea of being feared. There's this thing. Um, I always scream it when I'm playing American football. Um, stay dangerous. Not stay safe, stay, stay dangerous. Um, who says it? It might be Conway the Machine. Um, yeah. And like I feel like other artists have said it before. Like, don't, don't stay safe, stay dangerous. And obviously, again, that's a representation of a street life. Mm. But then there's also the projection of how you should feel of the person you want to be. Mm-hmm. And I guess with what I'm leading up to, it's that question, again, I'm, I hear it asked in songs. I can't remember who said the original quote, but I hear it a lot in hip-hop music. Um, would you rather be feared or would you rather be loved? 
I think it was also said in The Sopranos. And um, it's one Benny the Butcher song, I think. And he basically has The Sopranos, the excerpt from The Sopranos, where one of the characters asks that question, would you rather be feared or would you rather be loved? Like, a man can rarely be both feared and loved. So if you have to choose one, you should choose to be feared. Mm. Right. So that's the question I kind of wanted us to get into today. Because I feel like for us, especially as black men, um, be it through the music or any other influences, you're kind of told that the choice you should make is to be feared. And on another level, I don't think we're offered the option of being loved. And I feel like really and truly that yearning or desire to be feared that um, we often may choose and that we often may prefer comes from a place which is completely healthy, which is the desire as a man to be respected. I feel like all men desire respect. I feel like it comes from more than that. The adoption of any mantra comes from the insecurity of your own, of you accepting who you really are. Um, I would say if you're trying to be a character, you're trying to be something, you're not. It's because you don't feel safe being who you are. Um, With the whole thing of fear, when you say stay dangerous in American football because I know it was obviously I played rugby and stuff. Um, and so like understanding physic physicality and physical sports and even how even watching like combat sports and stuff like that, a lot of people will go into these kind of situations trying to be more dangerous, be the aggressor. Because when you're the aggressor, you're it's it's an, it's you're limiting the aggression that could be inflicted back on you. Does that make sense? Because you're making the first move of intimidation. Um, so staying, staying dangerous and why people say it is because it's why people are part of gangs, it's why people are part of, um, why people, certain people carry knives, why certain people um, are always, see those guys, people that always want to try and pick on others or bully people or try and have this reputation or this idea because they're not safe in you know those aggressive people some people are just very very aggressive for no reason whatsoever <laughs> and it's just like I think there's a reason okay yeah yeah but you know what I mean um, just just very aggressive and so like it's from an insecurity that you don't feel safe you don't feel you want to be dangerous because you don't feel safe because at the end of the day if you have the mindset that you're going to always stay dangerous or stay feared it's, it's a, always a losing battle because there's always someone badder than you there's always someone scarier than you. Like no matter no matter how tapped you are, there's always someone more tapped than you. Like you can't control it. Do you know what I mean? So it's, that's why yeah. obviously people say don't even go, you know, don't do the, don't do the crime if you can't do the time because the people you meet at prison are worse than anybody. Um, worse than the people that you meet um on the road that you're terrorizing on the road. Um, so a lot of people will go around feeling like they need to stay dangerous, stay feared as a man. Obviously, due to the respect part, which we will get, we will get into, um, it's a big thing. But trying to be feared comes from your own insecurities of you not being okay 
Like it's not okay to be, for some people, it's not in their areas or where they're from or in the groups that they're in. It's not okay to be the version of themselves that, you know what I mean? A lot of a lot of roadmen just watch anime. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of yeah. there, a lot of them are just very normal people outside. And not everybody is this. You can't be. A, you're not a bad boy twenty four seven. Nobody's a bad boy twenty four seven. Um, people are. People have their own likes, experience, taste, things that make them that the the soft side to them, um, stuff like that. But the desire to stay feared, especially as a black man, comes from not wanting to be the victim in any situation because attack is the best form of defense 100 percent. i think it's interesting there um i remember where it originates from the question it's machiavelli which is very interesting because of how machiavelli inspired tupac and how machiavellian thoughts kind of inspires a thought of manhood and I'm, i want to be careful not to take this to a place that's too abstract but um i feel as though essentially what we have is um obviously you know we've called this series rebels of the course and the rebel rebels against the existing power structures and the existing powers that be to essentially take their own power um machiavelli's ideas and concepts are about how you can assert power, which is why I do feel that this is very on theme and very important. Because, um, again, the question of would you rather be feared or loved comes from the question of how long you can make your power last or how powerful you can really be. Machiavelli's ideas were about power, kind of thing. Um, it was in The Prince, that was his work, about how a young prince can kind of stay powerful as he um, will keep the power of his empire, his kingdom, or whatever, as he comes into power. Um, which is, I guess is why someone like Tupac would gravitate towards these ideas of power, because to be fair, his whole life is a power struggle. Um, and I feel like... So who's his Exactly. But I feel like our life specifically is more of a power struggle than someone else with lighter skin than ours. Because essentially, we've always been denied access to the things that say a man is powerful. And that's why I feel like these questions weigh heaviest on us. When you ask something like, would you rather be feared or loved? Because A, I feel like we're not really offered the chance to be loved like that as a black man. There's that Bell Hooks quote that I'm addicted to, that a black man has seldom ever loved. Um, oh, yeah. He may be admired, sexualized, all these things, but loved, like truly loved. As a person, someone who can make mistakes, who can be forgiven, mm. who can be accepted for just being for the essence of who they are, uh, something along those lines is what she says. Like a black, that's something a black man will rarely ever experience, and that's why I feel like we're forced into that choice where we have to fear. We have to no, sorry, we choose to be feared because. I don't. I, At least you I, get to do something. I agree with what you're saying. At the end of the day, but also, again, same reasons I have to give for um, why people want to be feared. Same reasons I have to give for why people want to um, be loved so much, or do you want to be loved, um, or why people struggle with the idea of being loved. It all comes down to a level of insecurity. 
go back to some music. Rick Ross on Gold Royce, Gold Royce it said. Because you've said his name, you know, I've been listening to him all day. Really? His nah. new album hits like. What, richer than I've ever been. Richer than I've ever been. What? There's there's another projection. What a line. Um, <laughs> but no, I feel like, um, just sorry, the whole album is like very. Hmm. Lots, lots of lessons there, as he says, man. Yeah. But yeah, go on, sorry. Yeah, so Rick Ross says, um, love, making love, but where will love land? Mm. Oh, he has a couple of this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Jay Z said, um, this the Jay Z and Drake song I was talking about earlier, Love All, which is like, which I find an interesting title mixed with the lyrics. It's like talking about Drake says, um, it's hard to like accept or something, but a lot of my niggas don't love me. Um, like lines like that, and that's obviously someone that's probably brought a lot of his friends along. We know kind of that's kind of his um, part of his brand, bringing his people along, and he was he's kind of saying that on the track. Being like his um like people that he's brought up came up with don't even love him kind of thing and just understanding this idea of even when it goes all the way back to it's kind of something that we always speak about as a people um especially in hip hop and our culture and the scene even when you go back to what's it called paid him for um with Rico and Nietzsche and yeah do you know what I mean it's like the love where's the love where's the love at like Where's, where's the idea of like loyal? Everybody talks about loyalty, trust. Um, I want all these kind of things from my guys or my people. Uh, I trust them with my life. All these kind of things. These things don't exist without love. These th- these things don't even exist without love. Love or fear. Exactly. Exactly. Hence, hence exactly. exactly. Um, love or fear. So yeah, hence the choice, as you said. But at the end of the day, the insecurity of what you have to understand about love is that there's an insecurity in that you might give it to someone, but that can never assure you that they're going to give it back to you. And making that choice means that 50% of the decision is out of your hand or 50% of what this is, is out of my hands already. From the moment I give someone love it's the rest is up for them to meet me in the middle. When it comes to fear, I am the one that's inflicting. I can go hundred percent of myself of like of aggression, intimidation, of being trying to be the most tapped, the most scary, the most feared. I can put all of that, all my energy into that, and at the end of the day, we'll see. We'll see if um it works, kind of thing like that. But it's not really like I don't have to trust you. I don't have to love you. I don't have to expect something in such a vulnerable state. Like the vulnerability in love, it's not there with the vulnerability when it comes to fear. The fear, choosing to um choosing to be feared, sorry, choosing to be feared, is a complete lack of vulnerability. And when you're not vulnerable, you feel like you can't get hurt. So I feel like that's why that choice is always made more than love, because who can you really who who loves you? Like, saw the other day some post by was it Lil Duval? He said, he said um if you're starting a business, don't tell any of your friends or family that you're starting a business. Um, just to tell them that it's yours. Tell them that it's your favorite uh, music called like your favorite rapper's um, business or something like that, because that's the only way they will support it. Um, like stuff like that. Comments about how you feel. People like you see in our hate. We hate. We're just hating. Everything. Like, it's, it's so much more fun to hate. It's so much more, and obviously that comes from a position of where everybody else is oppressed. It makes you feel better. Yeah, exactly. Where everybody, but when where everybody is oppressed. Then it's like, 
I have a reason to not have love in my heart. Like, do you know what I mean? If I, if everything was equal, we were all treated fairly, and all this kind of stuff was good for us, we would show love. I doubt that as well. I doubt. Mm. I doubt that. I also doubt a few things that I will get into later. But let me just say, let me just say, and I'll throw it out there just so you can get into it later. But I was actually thinking, I was like, okay, cool. Like everything we're doing about four seventeen, the plans that we have, the things that we do. And I was looking into the future sometimes, which I do. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, it's just like getting to Canaan, reaching the promised land, becoming free. Becoming free, like reaching the promised land, all that good, kind of good stuff. The land flow is not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. All that good stuff. I, I was thinking all about that. And I was like, okay, cool. When we reach that place of like, there's prosperity for our people and stuff like that. How are we going to act? as people with like with each other kind of thing will there be love there kind of thing will there be will the will, like the idea of like you know what i mean would it be a positive environment let's just call it like that a positive environment um you know there's that line it's like actually i don't even want to get to that line that kendrick says um, sorry which line kendrick says yeah there's a line that kendrick says like they say money make a nigga act niggerish but least nigga nigga rich um, I just felt if we have everything we want, we have the fairness, we have the um our own land, we have our own institutions, we have our own um our own ideologies, all these kind of things in within us ourselves. Are we st- how, like how much how different are we still gonna be in those situations? How different are we gonna treat each other in those situations? Like I, I still couldn't. Obviously, but that's because I'm seeing that, like, I'm seeing future things with the lens of the people that are existing right now. And obviously, you have to trust in the change, but the trust in change of people. But you have to think of these things. It's like, this is a cho- like a choice to love, a choice to be vulnerable. These are big steps that, from our community, you, how, how would you ask that from our community? Um, also, the ideas, one of the things I wanted to, that was on my mind was, um, how much do you love being? This is what's going to be sound wise to say, but how much do you love being oppressed? Um, I don't think that's wild to say. No, but like, um, how much do you love being oppressed? Yeah. How much is your identity in being, yeah, with the oppressed group? You see the blogs? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like um, I want to come back to the first thing you said. The first thing you were saying. Um, there's no such thing as Canaan without societal change. That's first up. Like, Canaan isn't a place where we have lots of money. That's that's not what Canaan is. Um, I was sent a wonderful Bible verse. Essentially, it said like, um, God told Aaron, "Your inheritance isn't here. Like, you won't find your inheritance in this land." So, I don't know, maybe it seems like a very personal thing for me. It's like, oh, you definitely need to leave. You definitely need to build your own kind of place. But it it went on to essentially say, and, you know, it's not good to misquote the words, so let me find it. Yeah, it says, um, you shall have no inheritance in their land, nor shall you have any portion among them. I am your portion and your inheritance among the children of Israel. Mm. 
we need to, I don't know why that speaks it to me, but it's like, our inheritance isn't purely possession-wise. The things we're going to inherit going forward, the only thing that will sustain, carry you to a promised land and keep you there and keep that land instead of having your walls full of the time and all the scramble for Africa 3.0, 4.0, 5.0. These things occur when you lose the societal values that hold you together. And one of the biggest things that we're doing, the reason we are a media group, the reasons why, for me personally, a lot of the things, initiatives we have going forward have a lot to do with society, family, um, personal development, community, exactly, building people up and how people relate and the values people have. Mm-hmm pushing values, the values you need, the 417 core values, the central values a man should have. Mm. The reason why all these things are so important is because these are the things that will sustain us. The character of our people needs to be refined. It needs to change a lot. It needs to be refined and then it needs to stay. It needs that staying power. Because you can make all the money you like, but you'll lose it if you don't have the character to keep it. You say that thing about getting to the top, but it being harder to stay there. And I feel like we don't have the lessons to help us stay there. I mentioned it in probably an upcoming blog post about the thing that Jay-Z said on Family Feud. He said, Michael's consciousness was my... No, Michael's common sense was my consciousness. It's like he's taught these things about family and about... um, just lessons that we don't actually have within our communities that are common sense in terms of staying power and and lasting power and staying sorry I'll keep on saying staying and like keeping hold of your inheritance that we don't necessarily have at this point which all hinges upon the societal integrity of our people and if we don't have that social integrity that community that re- redefining the basis on which we live and interact and treat each other and, and respond to one another. That doesn't mean you completely kill negativity. That's not possible. Mm. But the general basis of our society, if we don't attack the fabric and ref- and um, do work on it, yeah. When you, If you think you can get to Canaan, whatever that will look like, mm. it's going to fall away. That's the first thing. The second thing you said, how attached are we to that? And this is why I wanted to say it. Um, I feel like this does touch in again on this whole idea of the first thing being how the artist expresses themselves and then the projection and the things we really want to keep. I don't think it's necessarily about people wanting to be in the struggle. Um, 50 Cent says that thing. America has a thing for this gangster. Um, yeah it's like sometimes it can feel like the closest we can get to love being loved is like and I feel like a lot of coons do that it's like I will play this role for you I'll be that black guy for you do you know what I mean like I'll be that guy for you Mm. I'll tap dance for you in this way like I'll perform I'll be your minstrel 
I think a lot of the things we do. Um, I'll be a clown, shout and be something. Actually, ultimately, I feel like a lot of the things we do are an attachment to. It's a comfort zone, like comfort zone of um, black identity, as opposed to redefining it. Because for as long as you stay in your comfort zone, you'll always know it's there. And I feel like, um, for example, how do I put it? Oh, you don't have to put it anyway. Just say it as you feel. Um, there are certain things we may not want to get over and achieve and do more for ourselves in because it is way easier to sit there and complain about the past. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so much easier. So sorry. Like, it's part of the reason why, like, I guess, like, protesting is nice, but I'm so sorry screaming at white people to change, to give you reparations. It's not going to happen. Never will happen. If it happens, great. But I promise you that money will be finished in no time. Like, um, doesn't make sense to me. We would rather beg and scream and be outraged about a situation rather than come together, um, change ourselves, change as a community, come together as a community and achieve. And these are things that I don't get. This is why I said the whole oppression thing. It's like, and you get, then it gets into conversations about our identity and blackness and having an identity in oppression, and which a lot of people do. I feel like there are certain groups that, that aren't even oppressed. And I see, so it's not just a black thing, because I don't want to say it's just a black thing. There are people that aren't even oppressed that, oh my gosh, they want to be oppressed. So that I've seen people for that. You've never faced any sort of oppression in your life. You don't come from any demographic where oppression exists. You are probably the least, you, ha- you have privileges. You, you know, you're the least oppressed person in society. Or secondly, like these these groups I'm talking about, <laughs> you're one of the least oppressed people in society, but uh-huh. you fight to be oppressed. <laughs> like, you fight to be oppressed. You fight to feel that feeling of oppression. Um, do not get the point that that will never, you'll never achieve anything having a mindset like that. You'll never accomplish. You, you'll never, you, all you'll be doing is, I don't know, finding comfort in being an opposition to the, the system. But what opposition are you? You're just an annoyance. You're just, you're just an annoyance. You're not doing anything. Do you know where it comes from there? In my personal opinion, I feel like that comes from a place of self-righteousness. Because mm. you don't want to be the person who's not oppressed. Because, and I, I feel like that's a lot of what liberal white attitudes comes from. It's that place where it's like, well, I can't be the problem. I absolutely refuse to be the problem. I'd rather join you in fighting the problem <laughs> because I don't want to be the one in the wrong. Yeah. I feel like we even have to make this clear to people. 417 isn't about joining the oppression and trauma Olympics. Like, oh, th- that. that's not what we're about. And that's not something that I really believe in um, or Aaron believes in either because that's not something we would ever buy into a system that we would ever want. We're not here to just be, just to say, oh, help us, guys. No, we're trying to take <laughs> yeah, our we're trying to take our situation by the scruff of the neck, create something better and more positive, and reach um, a goal and um, a goal of better life, better systems, better society, better. Um, I promise, reach our promised land for our people. 
that's more of what we are doing through brotherhood, um, radicalism, and obviously finding that Canaan, um, reaching that Canaan, um, which is the promised land. But all this trauma and oppression at Olympics that a lot of you like to, I see, I see it all the time on social media. It's just like, and that's why I said, how much do you even, and that's why a lot of these people aren't even down for the cause. Just down to make some noise. Um, mm. And yeah, at the end of the day, no, that's you need. To, it's more than that. We are we're trying to fight for something more than this. You want to see the change. You want to experience change. You have to see these things in a completely different way. Um, yeah, like and being an enemy, like a lot of people think. Okay, cool. I'm speaking out. I'm protesting. Yeah, like it's it's cool to be. I don't know. We're we're against the system or. As I said, it's that it's that being different for no reason, kind of not different for no reason, but like just being different, not decidedly different, just trying to be different, um, aimlessly different. I would say aimlessly different. Yeah. Um, being aimlessly different will never, you you'll never accomplish anything because there's no direction in where you're trying to go, nothing you're trying to achieve, and nothing you're trying to re- nothing that you actually found your beliefs on, you founded your beliefs on, or you're trying to actually establish in this world. So that will never make sense and that will never achieve anything. You will just be the thorn in the backside of um, of a system or a state. And trust me, you can, all you have to do with a thorn is take it out. You know what I mean? Like, cool, it can prick you, but it's never going to stop what it is. It's never going to stop the sleep, the giant that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like people really need to understand that first. And On one side though, sorry. Yeah. I think people are too scared to topple that giant. So they'd rather just be the thorn. True. A hundred percent. But I feel like the first idea is people feel like them, well, our people, I'm going to be more specific, black people. Um, we feel like everything we're doing, like protesting, like shouting, oh, like changes, no, all that stuff. Um, we want rights, we want freedom, all that. Like, it's good, like, I'm, like, I'm not trying to diminish what you, like, the people that have made change in our, in our communities have accomplished for us by process and stuff like that. But also at the same time, what well, you have to understand, your power lies in other places. That's what other communities are, are quick to understand. The Asian community in the UK are quick, being quick to understand where they can mobilise um, and unionise in certain, in certain places. That's why, in certain um in certain um markets and um certain um what's it called professions for example they know if every Asian like not like just to be real if if they said you know what today we're pulling the plug on the NHS we're not working there anymore this this country will collapse um if every and they and I don't even know how they won't I, I haven't seen that many of their protests you know what I mean I'm not, I'm not seeing these kind of things. But they they managed to mobilize themselves through community and family and all these kind of things, understanding like okay, cool. And even that's why everybody says, "Oh, what you're the the, the little the, the I guess it's it's racist. Is it racist joke to say you you want your kid to be? Did your parents force you to be a doctor or something like that? This kind of stuff. You know, when people say that kind of comment. To yeah. yeah, but like, at the end of the day, like regardless, whether it's like the level of consciousness, of course, like. The level of consciousness towards it, I don't know. I'm not going to speak on behalf of them. But what they have is a system and an identity and a and a unionization 
a union, sorry, of people that understand that they have, they hold power and weight. So toppling the giant or understanding their role in this, they understand their role in the system. Because they've, because they specialize so well in what they're doing, their impact and their their absence will be felt. Same so with the black community, it's more of a thing of like, we don't have that. We're just a bunch of aimless, loose cannons that are just trying to shoot, like just, and there's just thorns. There's going to be thorns in the back. Side. And I'm not even, and this is the thing, when it comes to um, this system, I do not, I am very, very happy for the West to carry on um, okay, outside, obviously outside of like oppressing our people and Africa. I don't mind them making money or doing whatever they do in their own lands kind of thing. Like that's up to them. Good on them for making, but what I care about is us as a people understanding our power in their systems, coming together in where we are and understanding what, and understanding where we're from and understanding how we need to come together to make ourselves and our people, I don't know, a force in this world. It was something we were talking about earlier the other day. We were talking about, Eastern West, um, Eastern and Western ideologies. And I actually didn't really, I didn't actually um, clock it, but I was like, yeah, like, there is no, what is that? What, there's no African ideology. There's no, there's no way of thinking. There's like, fell apart. Yeah, we don't have that. It's like, how, I was like, how is that possible? It's like, wait, so like, when people say the East and then people say the West, like, you never, well, the center, like, no, nobody's ever said that, mm. ever. Nobody, you've never heard that in life. Oh, actually, we heard it once, and what did they say? They said, no more Nkrumah. He said it. Ghana's independence, 1957. He said, we look neither east nor west. We look only forward. Seven years later, the guy was out the door. And it's like, that's what scares me the most. Because um, it feels like we still wouldn't be allowed to have our own ideology. Because, I mean, at that point, it didn't agree with um, the West, mainly. The East were kind of all for it. But again, they wanted to pull us one way. And the West were like, hell no, they have to come this way. Mm. And honestly, I don't, why not? Most of the issues in Africa stem from Western infiltration and influence Mm. in terms of trying to cause political unrest certain wars that are still going on they don't need to still be going on um, they're only happening because of western influence the west did a spectacular job of imprinting um, capitalism and liberal democracy over the world I would say that though. oh yeah like it's almost to the point where anything opposed op- anything that like any opposing thought towards li- um, liberalism liberal democracy or capitalism is sound like like you're crazy or like or it's like you're all like terrorist or like you're just like what is this do you know what i mean and i actually mm. i couldn't believe it I was like no it's, it's actually true and obviously um that what people don't understand is that also you have to understand that there's there are positives in each lesson you've learned like for example in africa i don't want to see fgm happening you know i don't want to see certain things that we don't do here like i don't want to see fgm happening do you know what I, mean? I don't want to see certain things that i don't think are positive that we're doing in africa that we that we, we can learn from from here or but learning from it and understanding creating your own new system that is something that we need to do 
But to just before, because we could, I know we could talk about this for a long, long time, but tying it all the way back to what we were, I was trying to, t- what we were talking about originally about um, being loved or feared. Um, as a people, you have to start understanding what our next steps are. Are you going to, like, we played that game of trying to be accept, assimilated and accepted into Western society and trying to be like, okay, cool, like, one day they'll accept us. Like, one day Which is where that choice, especially, yeah. is stressed for us. That choice between, or they fear us or yeah. they love us. And we, we, we tried, okay, like, one day they'll love us. They'll accept us. They'll accept us. Like, and we tried, and we, obviously, that was that 50% of love. That, but when, what people don't understand is, can't be in a relationship with someone you can't love someone unless you love yourself first um and that's the same thing with our community why are we are cool i understand africa africa has been messed up big time and obviously we had a lot of our parents and even the caribbean as well you have to run to western societies to get a chance at what seemed like a better life but we like us um, gen- our new gen these new generations we need to understand that loving ourselves and understanding the identity in ourselves and understanding who we are as a community, who we are as a new community and new people um, and having a new love and respect for what who we are as black people and descendants from Africa, we need to take all of that, come together, and take that love and put that into building together, chaining together, um, developing together. Um, instead of either, because we, we tried to do that just we tried all you're gonna do when you don't love yourself you don't respect yourself you're begging for the approval of someone that doesn't love you back so you just be that person's little dog like their lap dog that's the most you could ever be to them that's the most you'll ever be in their society yeah and then obviously that pushes pushes some people to obviously want to be um feared and hated and the most gangster the most you know what i mean the most against um, the state or stuff like that which again is an aimless pointless directionless battle that you're never gonna win yeah I feel like the issue of being feared which um, in the Machiavellian book in The Prince one of the things I feel that is raised is like the how long fear won't last you um, I don't know if that sense has made sense no no I understand okay yeah. um just say fear doesn't fear doesn't last. Like yeah, fear doesn't last. Yeah. Well done, spag. <laughs> cool. Um the thing is with fear, someone's always plotting. So I think they're shy because they're quiet. Mm. Like, um, even if we manage to get people to be scared of us and what we're doing here with 417, that's not the way. Yeah. Because they feared Steve Beaker. They feared Kwame Nkrumah. They feared Patrice Lumumba. They feared Fred Hampton. And these people met their ends. Do you know what I mean? Like, if they fear you, they'll keep tabs on you. Yeah. And they'll make sure they do away with you kind of yeah. thing. Fear is not a productive system for what you're trying to do. And I'm not saying any of those men were, were wrong for what they're trying to do. And that's why revolution is a very difficult thing because it's one thing to be feared by Karen on the road when she's done her shopping. And you've also actually just done your shopping. But for some reason, she thinks there's something in your bag that's a bit scarier than that. But cool. Um, 
and she feels the need to cross the road. But when you're feared by the powers that be because of something you're trying to do, because you're trying to build something for, for yourself and for your, your people, that fear turns into momentum to extinguish. And then you have the choice of trying to be loved by these people. Um, you have examples such as MLK. And the thing is, we're going to talk about this. Yay, surprise. Um, <laughs> we're going to have a chat about this more in depth, about these heroes of the past, or what we can learn. But um, essentially, if you try too hard to be loved, it's what you said before. It's that thing where you're like, can't be loved unless you love yourself first, because no one will see what's worth loving. And that's why for me, it's like, um, when Ghana's president, Akafuado, he says... He said that um, the future of every black person is tied in Africa. Mm. It lies there because there is nothing to respect. There's nothing to love or fear. And I think the combination of love and fear is respect. Mm. Um, you said, or even honor. Mm. But the thing you said about um, you don't have your own thing. Yeah. You don't have a home kind of thing. Yeah. How do you love a hobo? You will like, never be this fighting for yeah Black Lives Matter and all that stuff. Even um African Americans like fighting for it and understanding all this stuff, and British people now fighting for it and all this kind of stuff. It's all good and all, but I'm so sorry. Until Africa is respected, um this this idea of equality can never occur. It will never occur. It will never occur. Even you um as you said, you go back to in America. It took. After the Asian hate thing was going around, I mm. don't know how like, two weeks or like yeah. bill passed. Damn, bam. Because you cannot because mess- absolutely not. You cannot. You who are you messing with? Yeah, you are not messing with anybody in the east. Like, like let's be real. You're not doing that. Like that's not going to happen. Like cool. America's been. You can be in this like little cold. I don't know. It's not a cold war, but like can be in this like silent battle with. Oh yeah, we're trying to compete with China and China this, and we're scared of China. But the reason why they can't. They have to. Res- there has a certain level of respect. It's because they have their own thing. They're their own people. They have. The- they are thriving as a people, regardless of what. Of course, like, I'm not saying it's perfect there, but I'm saying they are thriving as people. As- us as Africans, we have nothing. The moment Africa starts to get respected and loved, and um, we treat it like it's a home, like, and I'm seeing that obviously small, small. Like, I'm glad people now see small things like. Okay, cool. It's it's cool to be African. Um, it's um we like the like of music. It's good to go home. These are like baby steps, but like um like going back to going back to Africa for June holidays. Like, you know what I mean? That's like a it's like a these are tangible things. I was saying, okay, cool. Like yeah, we're it's, we're getting a bit of an identity of like yeah, we we are a people that not to be kind of to be reckoned with. Do you know what I mean? But at the same time, like real change and real understanding, you won't ever want equality. You want British, um, the, the West, not even British, the West to treat you fairly or to see you as an equal. Your land has to, the way you come from has to be, like has to be in, um, what's it called? Respected, um, flourishing, thriving. At the end of the day, no matter how nice you are, even if, you, say you're, um, I'd give you an analogy. Say you're um, you're doing well for yourself. Let's just say you're a middle class family. Um, great, cool. You're a middle class family, family, and then you say, and then this um, person comes up, 
comes up to your comes to your um, yard. They're not. I'm not. Don't wanna disres- I'm not trying to disrespect anybody or RP or anything. But just say like it's like um this person doesn't have a home. This person's a rough sleeper or something like that. Oh, and, you just said how you respect your home. Though. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. So it's like compa- far away, compassionate, and you're the most compassionate person in the world. And you say, you know what? I'm gonna let you into my home, kind of thing, because um, I'm just, for whatever reasons. I'm not gonna get into like maybe they burned down your home. Your ancestors, their ancestors burned down your home and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> but, just say it. But yeah, I know exactly where it's going. Okay, cool. So the, you you accept the person, the the the, um, the rough sleeper into your home. When they're in your home, no matter how much you, no matter how much you um, love them and how much you're a nice person, all this kind of stuff, the treatment will never be the same way you treat your middle class friends that live next door to you. You will never treat that person the same. You cannot because at the end of the day, there's a certain level of respect. And the d- I think there's even a better way to say that. Yeah, you go because I'm trying to. I'm trying to really. Will like, you ever let that rough sleeper become the man of the house? For yeah, yeah. Not if mm-hmm. no, just even just respected like. Yeah, I guess the man of the house, but like and there will always be that thing, though. Yeah, sorry, even that's a bit far fetched. Yeah, man like, of the house is like that's something I was thinking about today, right? Um, actually, no, it was yesterday. I can't really tell the difference between the days anymore. But um, I was like, Barack Obama was really the president of the United States of America. That like, he was the man of the house, and I'm like, oh, that's what, what what power does he? Of have? course, I know, but um, it was a thing where I was like, do you think? In this earth here, the, in this the UK, they would let a black man be the prime minister for um for for, the same, for the same reasons that Barack Obama became president. Um, nah, me, nah. Me, me, media reasons like it, nah. I image, don't think you understand image. how bad this place is, bro. It, like, no, no. come on, man. But I can see it being done for image, definitely. It couldn't happen. Image, image. Uh, it couldn't. It could never happen. You see what? Meghan Markle, the drop of melanin that she has mm. into the royal family. Come on, man. You know it. There's a certain thing about... It's what you're saying. As nice to you as they'll be, there's always this kind of hierarchy. Well, I don't even want to use those kind it's of... Like, like, this is my house, bro. I don't even want to use those kind of like... Um, benchmarks as like... I know, I know. As, cause you know what I mean? Because yeah. that's what we kind of did. It's like, oh, wow. A black man's in the Oval Office. Oh my gosh. Things are going to change. No, nothing. Nothing will change. The same thing, if a black man ever becomes prime minister, nothing will change either. So just forget that idea. Stop um, ranking or rating our change by, um, I don't know, by what you see, like figureheads. Someone said it the yeah. best. There's like a thing like they will distract you by giving you like figures, celebratory or figuratory. Um, like um, it was when June, um, Juneteenth in America, they gave them that holiday and it was like, yeah, they'll just they'll give you piecemeal like things or like small little yeah, them small wins. small small but, wins um, that don't mean anything. I think Tupac actually said it in a way. I don't know if I mentioned this before when he said that thing about we're not ready to see a black president, and that was um, I don't think it was more than a dec too much more than a decade later when Obama took office, and it's like. I don't think he was saying we're not going to see it happen. We're not ready to see that because at the end of the day, we are still rough sleepers in this in this house. Mm. And until you actually have your own house and you're a distinguished guest, 
It doesn't yeah. matter exactly. what room they give you in the house. Dis- exactly. That it doesn't is, matter what that's room they give you in the house. That's the exact... Um, you, what we want to be is a distinguished guest. Because they're the homeowners. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? You want to be a distinguished guest. That's all the whole reason why countries... Like, if you look at Americans, the, um, the US embassy... If you, go to, if you look at the US embassy in the UK and you go to the, the Nigerian embassy in the UK, you'll see a big difference. You'll see a big difference. You want to be a distinguished guest and you want to be, and if you want that whole idea of equality, fairness, um, equal um, equal opportunity, all these kind of great things and nice things that we always say, oh, we want change, we want it now. If you want all that stuff, my friend, it's not going to happen by becoming coming in without a home into someone else's house. Mm. No matter how compassionate or loving that person is, they will never treat you the same way as someone who they they view as like they've come from a home they developed they built something and they have it they built their home then then because at the end of the day we've still viewed as we are, we're still viewed as like a charity case I would say yeah. or do you know what I mean like someone some something that needs help and there's always that that lower level yeah it's like you can't how much can you respect a community or a people that don't have don't have it's just no matter how nice you are but no matter how nice you are as a person it's just just the human reaction these are human reactions that we just need Sorry, to really man. understand but yeah even with everything we're saying like i wonder when like when we speak like do they really listen <laughs> like yeah like take us in i don't care like i don't care i'm not gonna be not trying to be cocky or anything or like i'm not saying everything i would actually no i'm not gonna do that either but not gonna be little mating or or Aaron's thing here as well. Be like we are speaking like stuff that you need to really take in, like take it in, like understand it, adopt it, like change your mindsets because we ain't get we ain't achieving anything if you don't start changing. And I'm not saying like everything we're saying is the be all and end all. We know it all. We're learning just as much as anybody else can learn. But at the same time, we want this to be a conversation i want to learn from people that know more about this um more about how how we get there and how we achieve certain things than me but at the same time take it in like so sorry your your existence is more is more than making like silly i don't know like your existence is just here for more than just silly conversations you're meant to live more of an existence than just the (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I think the reason why it's um, just like take it in man especially with where the conversation's gone I feel like one of the reasons why it's so important with regards to our original question is just that thing where um, I feel like we exist in this land where our dilemma is an attempt to be feared or an attempt to be loved even just beyond every man's kind of battle to kind of achieve that kind of power for us, we are in that lower state as a people. And so we choose to either get them to fear us in multiple ways or you try and get them to love you. Um, and we even do it among our own community as well, which it probably would have been worth talking about that a bit more. But I feel like um, the choice... Um, the choice of... It, it does vary depending on who you're trying to get to fear or love you. But I feel like one of the greatest examples that exists is in the Bible. Um, 
in the Old Testament, there was a lot of teachings to fear God. It's like fear God, fear God, fear God, like fear the Lord your God, fear Him. But you oh, got to say it carefully. It wasn't the way to get through to people. If you really want to get through to people, they have to love you. Um, love is the way you get through to people. And me personally, um, I have one way to live and go about this. You might like it. It's from the guy you really support. It's Drake. So there's one of those incredible bars he has on the new album. Yeah. Uh, you might know what it is. That nigga. He says, um, he tried to kill him with kindness, but they couldn't, they wouldn't die. Right. Yeah, no, I do, I do know the lyrics. As I'm here, I will try and kill them with kindness. Hmm. Um, I personally don't, I'm not here to have any animosity with anyone who is essentially we're the human race kind of thing. 100%. I'll, same as me. I will kill them with kindness. I have no animosity to do not care. But I would kill them first like they couldn't die. <laughs> I can't lie to you. Because um But that you can't do that unless you build your own home. You build your own home and then we can start relations. That's why especially every kind of discussion there is about like how we're treated in these lands, about um how things are going. Um I even said that about what was it, black fishing. These conversations aren't worth it until you've worked out what it is that you were doing. And in terms of that kind of transition that you see in our relationship with God between fearing him to loving him, mm. I think that's where we need to be within our own people as a group. We need to move from fearing one another and trying to get one another to, f- to fear us. Like I shouldn't be meeting you and other black men and wanting you to fear me. There should be an attempt at love. Because it's only then from which you can build an understanding. And a desire to build something from a genuine place. Um, I was listening to a song. And I feel like the next time we submit for Music Mondays. Mm. Uh, this has to be top of my list. I need to listen to more music recently. I've, I've taken a break. But yeah. Yeah. No, mine was... um. I can't remember the title, but um, it was basically about brotherhood. It was from the best man. Um, it had like, it had a couple of people on it. I don't want to get any of it wrong, but yeah, essentially, it was just talking about what can my brother do for me. Like, he can build me up, and there was all these things. It's just like. We need that. We need to be in a place where we're not choosing fear. We're not choosing that our brother should fear us. Because in the Machiavellian context of that book, um, of The Prince, where he says that whole thing of fear and love, um, it's very hard to get people to love you. And then, because there are even ideas where he's like, the thing with love is that you have to appease people. The, 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 all these ideas that like, essentially you can't do that. You should definitely at least make sure they fear you. The reason he says all that is because he's talking about another kingdom. He's talking about other kingdoms. And when your interests never serve, 
And let's stress something right now. Niccolo Machiavelli is like an Italian guy or something. Like, this is Western thought. And the Western thought was that these other kingdoms, as much as you may, it's great to get them to like you, they must definitely fear you, at least. And like, we need to understand these, that's the foundation of the thought of the lands that we live in, that they want us to fear them. Because we are those neighboring kingdoms. But for us, between ourselves, we are building our own kingdom. And that means that it's not, there's no value in me getting you to fear me. Because you're in my kingdom. And that's why I feel like the choice we have to choose to make it among like your fellow brothers, the people you're in community with, that you're trying to build kingdom with, is that they love you and not that they fear you. I kind of realize speaking like this is hard. Well, it's going to be hard for a lot of people to grasp. Um, we kind of said it in the last few episodes. You said it's something like we're kind of obsessed with achieving a certain level of freedom, which looks like a white man's freedom. These kind of ideas and wanting to be loved in that way it kind of like it's, it's a mirror of each other it's like wanting to have that freedom that white man's freedom and wanting to be loved like they're one and the same almost mm. and obviously to those that haven't um, obviously chose the other the other route so like the fit being feared and stuff like that um, they chose the um, the other the other avenue but reason why I say these things are going to be hard and why I really emphasize people really just taking the time to actually listen to what we're saying is because you have to buy out of a system. And I hate, like, when you know when people, it, it kind of makes you cringe and wince when someone says, oh, be woke or stay woke or wake up, you know what I mean? Unplug yourself from the matrix. It's like, oh, wait, what's, what's my man talking about? Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, here we go again kind of thing. But I can't stress how important it is to really like actually do these things because at the same time like you are indoctrinated you are you're wired you've been taught to buy into systems and belief systems that will never allow you to see certain things that you naturally will desire as a people you were taught to believe in as um for certain people Believing in achieving the American dream, believing and achieving the American dream is a higher goal than achieving, achieving, um, believing and achieving in the American, believing and achieving in the American dream is a higher and more important goal for some than black community. Um, subconsciously. Subconsciously than black community, um, Africa achieving a new, a new way forward. As you um, as um said earlier, for for our people, and the same thing, obviously we import American politics all the time, some and American ideals, and so the same thing really occurs in in the UK, the same way, achieving what it what it feels like to be wealthy or free is everything that we have ever dreamed of. And 
our minds have never been able to conceptualize anything different than like us not really fitting in like us not having our own as if it's always going to in some people's mind what is what do you mean like africa having its own ideology or it's always going to be the east and the west to them kind of thing and like oh i'm on the west do you know what i mean so okay cool so i'm just going to enjoy everything here um i guess maybe some people believe they believe it could never happen because of the span of the life um the span of their lifetime and stuff like that maybe or just what we have achieved so far and what we haven't achieved more but um at the end of the day these things don't happen by just Aaron and I believe in it they have they have to happen by the people listening as you said like 417 god willing i want it to do commercially do great things you know what i mean when i talk about commercial i'm just talking about the numbers obviously the um, profits all these kind of things um, the events the fun the great the good times you know with the flash all that bizarre stuff mm. but at the end of the day this means nothing if we don't build something meaningful from, from it in the way you think and that's why I'm imploring you I'm telling I'm asking you guys to really take it in because um, we want that change to be meaningful and worth something and that's an impact that could never be understated um, that impact will be greater than all the pizzazz or what everybody else sees on the out on the outside. Like just not knowing that we have a changed or renewed mindset in what we're trying to accomplish and what who we are as a people, that will carry us further. Yeah. Um one of the main things um I would piggyback on just to close out is you said something about the love the love aspect essentially you can only really choose it's that idea where like if you love your um if, if you're constantly reaching out for love from these other people um they'll always be above you when you love your brother you're loving yourself essentially and that's the first place we can begin it's the only place we can begin All right that's that's us yeah um we hope you enjoyed listening um god bless um we wish you guys um i don't know no, christmas is still coming but um yeah um hope you guys enjoyed the episode today um i hope you guys enjoyed listening and we hope you're all right um yeah but this was a good episode um yeah keep submitting your music mondays um we love hearing what you guys listen to and what means what songs are important to you and are meaningful to you but yeah thank you for listening I appreciate that I'm Joshua I'm Aaron and you listen to the 417 podcast choose love